tens of thousands of people. It's so crazy. Start their Monday mornings listening to Rich Habit. He makes a video of him walking around his apartment complex. 26 million views, bro. Yeah, yeah. I was one of those 26 million. And I finally DM that that's the podcast framework, the most successful podcast in personal finance. That's Dave Ramsey. Why don't we take the questions via Instagram DM, which would force people to then go find us on a social channel. I'd rather be top 10 on one platform, knowing that all of our listeners are migrating to this one platform, pushing us up in the room. We're trying to be number three, number two, number one on Spotify's. Where do they people come from live streams on TikTok. I was probably spending 10, $20,000 a month just on the production of this podcast. We're spending a, a Riverside subscription, which is like, I don't know, <laughs> 40 bucks a month. Like, I just want y'all to know, like, because of you guys, I am top five on, you know, Spotify business. And it's so fun. I never got a dollar mic for a top five business podcast on Spotify. I don't Yo. know if I can cuss here, but screw that. No, you can. <laughs> yeah. actually, you and I both know, like, I got that dog in I'm going to dive into all the growth hacks and different ways that we've been able to grow the podcast. Hey, last time you were on the show, you dominated a couple different domains from short form creator to newsletter, uh, advisor, investor. Now you're like, that's not enough. I'm coming for the podcasts. I'm excited to talk to you about this top five business podcast on Spotify, Rich Habits. Uh, a couple of weeks ago, I think it was June, you DM'd me. Or I DM you talking about like congrats on the show and you gave me like a little bit of insight. You said, hey, we're at around 14,000 downloads a week. I'm curious, where are we at now? Uh, 47,000 oh. weekly. And now this is what's interesting. 47,000 so, yeah. weekly? Weekly unique listeners. Yeah. You, oh. So like inside of, uh, what is it called? Uh, Spotify for podcasters, right? Anchor.fm. Yep. Um, they've got like the, it shows you the weekly unique listeners, like the unique devices that have tuned in. And then it shows you like the downloads, the plays, I think is what they call it. Yeah. And that's broken out weekly and monthly. Um, yeah, we're around the 47,000 range. Uh, and we're going about 10,000 a week, man. So it's it's crazy just to, just to see some of that growth there. But happy to dive into all the growth hacks and different ways that we've been able to grow the podcast to you know where it is today uh, here in this episode. Yeah, man. And a fun fact about it is you know obviously I geek out around like whenever I have friends that create new content formats. I was like, oh, I got to go check out Austin's show, and I checked it out for like just checking it out, like because you know we're, we're, you know we're creator buddies, and I was like, I got to listen to the show. Um, and then I became a fan. Like I, I like I, when the show pops up, I am one of those listeners. I'm like, this Dude, is such so a much. <laughs> this is such a good digestible format. You know, I'm kind of a I'm kind of a new when it comes to a lot of like you know financial advice and like insights. And it's really neat to see the perspective from you and Roberts combined in that format. So tell me a little bit more about the show, when it started, how many episodes in, and and yeah, just a little bit more about like the the background of the the launch of the show. 100%. So rewind to the start of the year and Robert Croak's New Year's resolution. Now again, Robert Croak is 53, 54, right? So he's in his early to mid 50s. Uh, he lives over in Florida. He was the founder of Silly Bands, the rubber bracelet company that did $200 million in sales, right? He He's that guy. So he's yep. a an entrepreneur through and through. He understands businesses, money, all that fun stuff. He's a, a, a decamillionaire. And so he's like, you know, my New Year's resolution for 2023 is to create content. So the first thing he did is he goes to TikTok. He makes a video of him walking around his apartment complex, pretty much saying, hey, here are the three things everyone should be doing if they want to become the first millionaire in their family. He talked about you know getting rid of the the time sucks, right? So trade in maybe an hour a week in Netflix of an hour of reading a book like Atomic Habits or something yep. else that you're really passionate about. That video you know, went talk, crazy. 
Yeah, 26 it, it, million views, bro. Yeah, Crazy. Yeah. And I was one of those 26 million. And that's just on TikTok, another 10 million or something on, on yeah. you know, Instagram. And so I'm over here looking like, man, this old guy's really got some really you know good stuff to say. He's very articulate. He delivers it in a very awesome way. Like, let me just you know follow him and I'll just kind of keep tabs. Yep. And so weeks go by, maybe it's like February now, mid-February, and he's making you know, continually making the content, two or three videos every single week. And I finally DM him, I'm like, hey man, love the content. I'm doing some cool finance creator stuff too. Would love to share what I'm working on. Would love to learn what you're working on. And maybe we have some synergies. Maybe we can work on something together in the future, just like, you know, but would love to, you know, sit down and talk. And so we had a conversation and in that, that first meeting, I was like, hey, this is cool. I like our dynamic because like you're this older guy who's got, you know, he's like the old tortoise. He's got it all figured out. He's done it. He's, he's made the mistakes and he's made the triumphs. And so he's seen that where I'm sort of this younger guy who's, you know, just turned 27. And so I'm trying to figure it all out still. I'm like, I'm not yet a millionaire. I know I'm still trying to figure out the businesses. How do I do this? How do I do that? And so we kind of came together here as this dichotomy of like, you know, what are these rich habits that every single person should be thinking about as it relates to personal finance and investing business finance and mindset is kind of what we what we lean into there uh, that these people should be thinking about um, to really begin working on their wealth building journey. Right. So that's one where we came up with the name rich habits of the mm. podcast. It's like, how do we get people thinking about the new habits in their daily lives yeah. that they that they should be implementing here? And I was like, all right, man, so let's think about how this podcast really takes shape. I mean, like this is this is it, right? We're in this meeting t thinking about it, really trying to put pen to paper. And after coming up with a bunch of different names, we settled on rich habits, and it's like, okay, you have these viral videos that get millions, if not tens of millions, of views online. People obviously like what you have to say; they have their own perspectives. But you know, these videos go viral for a reason, right? So why don't we take these same three topics? Because whenever he makes a video, he does it in uh, threes. So like, here are the three steps on doing this, or here's the three considerations for it, that. Yep, and it's very so it's simple very, and direct. And yeah, just, man, a hundred percent. So what he's doing here is, you know, he's got these direct, simple, you know, three key steps. So I was like, all right, Robert, let's sit down and let's just extrapolate upon a little bit what these three, uh, you know, steps are and just give a little bit more color, maybe a, a little bit more context around them, and then maybe have some really strong call to actions for every single one. So um, that, that that's the podcast framework, dude. It's like we, we see what video go, goes the most viral. The feedback we have in the comment section definitely, you know, dictates mm. a little bit of the way we navigate that episode. And our most viral episode is essentially a copy paste of his most viral video, which is how to become the first millionaire in your family, like those three considerations on, you know, what you should be thinking about. And that, that episode of the podcast, I think, just closed on 120,000 uh, cumulative downloads since inception in February, which is pretty cool. Interesting. That's Interesting. It, dude. That was the playbook. I think that's such a smart strategy instead of how most podcast creators do it. It says, hey, let's make a long-form podcast, then make shorts from that. You started with the shorts and said, what has the world already told us they want to know more about and they're curious about? Then you built the you you program the the content for the podcast around them, a hundred percent. And so you know now let's fast forward maybe five or six episodes. Right, we're really starting to see some momentum, and we tested something, uh, and we didn't like how the outcome was, so we pivoted. But that test was recent news, right? Uh, yeah. You, you hear from you know the All In podcast; those guys are always talking about and you know business and recent news. So we tried our own sort of twist on the recent news. If that was sort of the debt ceiling that was happening over the summer, maybe. Maybe that was the Apple high yield savings account. We tried a little bit. Uh, we didn't really like kind of where the those episodes 
episodes were going. It was more like an intro. So, you know, we tried that for three or four episodes. wasn't really how we were wanting it. So we went back to the original of like, listen, three simple points. Every episode, people come, they know what to expect, and they get out. And, and we saw... Uh, so, so, there's shorter episodes too, right? Like... 17 to 20 minutes, yeah, yes. every every episode. See, like that, I, I talked to you about my thinking around this show, uh, and I, I will get to your point that I, I rudely cut you off on, but like I wanted to mention that because I feel like, especially newer episodes or newer a newer podcast, people, like, I don't know, a new, if I find a new host, I'm not probably willing to buy in for an hour of of listening to them, but like, I look at 17, 24 minutes. I'm like, that's approachable. I can do a walk around my neighborhood and knock that piece of content out. Hundred mm-hmm. percent. Or you know, I'm commuting to my job. I got a you know 20, yeah. 30 minute commute. Like I'm, I'm, I can dedicate one commute to see if I like yeah. it or not. Versus the three commutes for the hour, two hour, three hour long episodes. Yeah, and then right? by Can't... the time you go through that, there's like five other podcasts that you want to listen to too, and then like mm-hmm. you forget about the one you have listened to. I love that. I love that thinking. All right, what did I? I cut you off on when you were saying. <laughs> no, so I was I was going to say too, like you know, thinking about how the how each episode kind of started to transform away from just this original three point section yep. is that was that was i'd say the the playbook for the first maybe 10 episodes or so and then we realized people had a lot to say we got a lot of questions in the dms on our instagram we got a lot of questions on our live streams we got a lot of emails of people saying hey man i got this quick question you guys mentioned this can you give me some more clarity or what about my personal situation like i'm just trying to get some more color here and so i was thinking like wait a second who out there has the best quote unquote, most successful, let me say that, not the best, but the most successful mm-hmm. podcast in personal finance, that's Dave Ramsey, right? Yep. Guy's a billionaire. He's got hundreds of thousands of people that listen to his stuff every day, if not every week, right? Yep. And his whole show is question-based, right? People call in, they ask a question, he gives his hot take, and then they, they leave. So we now, I was thinking like, wait, Robert, why don't we also start taking questions and we take the questions via Instagram DM, which would force people to then go find us on a social channel and follow mm. us. So now we have a little bit of a community going on. We've got 4,000 followers. Excuse me. We've got 4,000 followers over there now, which is really exciting. Um, but dude, we get probably three to six DMs a day on Instagram of people wanting to get their questions answered. So here's why that works. One, once we answer the question, we always say their name. Right. Hey, Jessica B. Thanks so much for you know this question. Who doesn't want to hear their name shouted out on a podcast? That's so cool, right? Yo, you're bought in as a listener now. Oh, hundred like, percent, man. Favorite show for sure. Absolutely. So it's like, hey, Jessica B. Here's your question. Here's Robert and I's take. Um, you know, hope this helped, right? And we answer three questions every single episode. So that, that was three chances. Sometimes we got up to four, but about three or so an episode. And it really gave these listeners the opportunity to say, wait a second, this podcast not only helps me from these three points, but like I can come to them with a question. They'll acknowledge that question and then answer it on their podcast. And so, okay, so we get all these questions a day. Austin, you don't answer all of them. Obviously, we only answer three to four a week, but this now gives me an opportunity to build, you know, goodwill and some good candor with these people in the dms so you know page out of gary v's book give 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 ask we're going to start you know monetizing this audience in a meaningful way and for us to do that i want to have some goodwill some good candor some good you know relationships and community with these people uh therefore whenever i ask them to if it's purchase a a course or sign up for a platform or do something that would monetize uh our podcast and help us in the long term they would be more than willing to do that because oh yeah he already answered four of my questions in the dms like I, i like these guys a lot yeah, and I want to come back to the uh, – I love that strategy. Um, one, also it feeds you 
wonderful content ideas. Like it, usually if it resonates with one person, it's going to resonate with more people. I, yeah. I also want to come back to the monetization thing, but first want to go back into the, those like first jump of listeners and like the, the one that got, um, you know, it, it, the, the most popular show right now, where would you say, are you able to tell where most of that audience is coming from? Yeah. So I would say, um, most of that audience. So I'll answer that two ways. One, Spotify, 93% of our listeners are on Spotify. And I believe we've been picked up by Spotify's rec engine and they're like, just kind of getting us on their picked for you page or whatever it is. Can't really control that. But Spotify is where 93% of our listeners are. And we, 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 we chose that methodically here. So I was actually going to double click on that. We thought, why do we want to have, why do we want to be everywhere? I'd rather, instead of being, you know, top 100 here, top 200 here, top 50 here, I'd rather be top 10 on one platform, knowing that all of our listeners are migrating to this one platform, pushing us up in the rankings. Dude, we're like a top one, we're like 75 in Apple's business charts. I don't care about Apple business charts. We're not trying, right? No one listens to our stuff on YouTube. I don't care about that because we're yeah. not trying to like grow a YouTube channel. We're trying to be number three, number two, number one on Spotify's business charts. Like that's the goal mm. for next year, right? So we like doubled down on one platform and we're just solely focused on sending people to that one place versus having them sporadically go everywhere. I think a lot of podcasts are like, yeah, we're available on iHeart and Apple and Spotify and YouTube and ABC XYZ. It's like, I'm glad you're available there, but where are you really pushing people to man because like if you want to rank on charts without paying for it which unfortunately we see a lot of people do right if you want to rank actually rank you got to have them be on one platform and that's what we uh, leaned in there on spotify um but to answer your question there tom so spotify but where do the people come from live streams on tiktok I have 750,000 followers. Robert's closing in on 1.1 million followers on TikTok. Every Thursday night, him and I are live for an hour and a half where we just answer people's questions, and it is a blast. People hop in, they hop out, they get their questions answered. We talk about whatever's happening in the markets and the economy and the news. We get anywhere between 20 and 30,000 people that kind of come through the, our, our you know doorway there of the live stream over that hour and a half long period, concurrent up between, call it, I don't know, four to 700 people depending on how many people are tapping the screen. But, you know, we get tens of thousands of people that might have not followed us or, you know, you know, you scroll your for you page, you discover new live streams. So that's where we really, really were able to double down on our boots on the ground growth and marketing of like, if you like this cool dynamic of Q&A that Robert and I have, if you like the information we're sharing, you're going to love our dynamic on the podcast. There's a link in our bio, go straight to Spotify, you click follow, you click listen, whatever you want to do. And that is how, you know, Full stop, how we got our tens of thousands of weekly listeners. I love it. Okay, okay, okay. So do you think, like, if you're going to kind of look at the the couple of components that allowed you to rank and then be like a suggested show on Spotify, do you think it was a, it was like a, it was complimented by like Spotify saw that you had this, um, a good amount of people coming in and then took that information and was like, we need to suggest this show and like found others in your category. Like what, like why is Spotify suggesting your show? Is there like a, is there like a connection? Is there someone I can, I can email and say, Hey, suggest my show. You know, like what it was all organic. So I don't know the answer to that. Um, Spotify, I think it's so funny too. I created a email address, rich habits at gmail.com. Like, I don't know, April. 
because I was like, well, we don't need one for the first like, you know, however many episodes. Finally created one. And then I went on vacation for my birthday with my girlfriend. She uh, she bought us a, a resort um, trip to Mexico. It was so much fun. And I finally come back. I forget about the email address entirely. And I log in now six weeks later after I create it. And we got an email from uh, this woman that works at Spotify. She's like, hey, I love your show. I'm listening to it. You guys are great. Like, mm. we would love to just, I, I want to just be your friend here, right? I don't know what you guys are looking for. I don't know what's yep. going on. But like, she saw if the you potential. have any questions for us, if you have any like trouble with our, you know, hosting platform or publishing platform, whatever it's called, aka Anchor or, you know, Spotify for podcasters, like, let us know if you have any trouble there. Maybe you're ready for Megaphone phone like just if you have any questions at all for the podcast i'm your person so um i'm sure having you know that person as our rep quote unquote you know maybe helped catch the algorithms um sort of suggested i don't know how the algorithm works but yeah. i guess i mean i, I don't know I, i'm so really speechless the, here. Well, well the reason i i ask that is because i know in the music industry the whole play is to get people that can can put you on their specific playlists mm -hmm, and mm -hmm. if you have a plug there like a lot of it is just like kind of like finding the it's not like public kind of like just you know touching elbows in the industry to kind of get those key, key connects so obviously it wasn't entirely from that person but it does help to have someone within the their world be like this is a really good like their goal is to have great content on the platform because it keeps more people on the platform. So they come across your show, but then also probably get that initial, like they see, wait, there's people coming in from their big accounts on TikTok every Thursday night. And like they're, they're seeing that, that data, that signal. And then, you know, I, I, I like that, that's, that's a, like that, that, because that's a lot of people's goal. I want to rank on Spotify. I think it's rare, especially business is so competitive to with how, how with a couple of months you guys are top five on Spotify charts. That's insane. I appreciate it, bro. Yeah, I mean, I it was kind of funny. I didn't think about the ranking on Spotify until because um, I didn't really like, check it. I was all consumed about Apple and like think like, I was yeah. Oh, yeah, I'm like top whatever over here or there. And I was like, wait, how do I look at Spotify? And I remember the first time I looked, it was like we're like 31, and I'm like, yo, we're like almost top 30 <laughs> this is crazy that's so and then crazy. we were top 20 and i was like oh my god like how like wait a second we're top 20 and we have like seventeen thousand or fourteen thousand people who are listening how many thousands do we need to be top 10 or top five right mm. and it's kind of interesting too like thinking about the charts here i'm, I'm not sure when this is going to be released but alex Hermosi just came out with this awesome i think it's called 100 million dollar leads uh book that he wrote and he had this big event around it and then he gave away the book for free as an audio book on his podcast and i don't know if you noticed but he in the past he his um he always sort of trended around the top 10 to top 15 range on, on spotify but he's number one right now because all the people who are jumping in and listening to his audiobook and so it's like so funny to see uh, another example of this is like Bloomberg. They came out with a podcast that was like number one on the business charts that was obviously like not bought, but it was it was playlisted or, you know, it was planted yeah, there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, and it was, you know, it just that doesn't happen overnight like that. And they, they were number one for like maybe, I don't know, two weeks or something. Then now they're like, who are they? But what's crazy is to see the staying power of rich habits on these charts versus the people that come up. And they go down, they come up, they pass us and they go back down, they come up. Yeah. And I'm not saying Alex Ramosi doesn't deserve to be number one or this, you know, other Bloomberg podcast doesn't deserve to be number one. Like I'm sure they do, but just like we're betting on the long term. We want the staying power. We want to be a top five, top 10 business podcast for several years going forward now. And to just make sure that we have that continual, you know, 
inflow from the TikTok, community from the Instagram, listens and followers across all the different angles. types of, yeah, all angles, man. Like this is going to be, we want that long-term game for sure. So uh, any other little tips that could potentially help with the ranking? Like I'm thinking business, like the category that you're, like when, when I signed up for my show, I, I like just, I clicked a random, I don't even know what I clicked. Like, like, I'm not that intentional about that stuff, but I feel like I should be. Or, like, anything with the descriptions that would help you maybe get suggested. Like, if you mm. listen to Ramsey's show, you might, you might like Rich Habits. Is there any connection there, or are you kind of just guessing and testing there as well? I think I'm, I think I'm definitely guessing and testing. Um, as it relates, though, to Apple Podcast. I quickly realized that we had nowhere near enough people because, again, 93% listen on Spotify. It's like there's no way that we're ever going to even rank in the top 200 on Apple. But I did change the characteristic, to your point, to entrepreneurship. Okay. And now we're a top 30 on Apple's entrepreneurship, right? So it's like that's not exactly a hack. It's just like being a little bit more niche, right? Because there's like less competition there. Um, and what was it before? Business. Okay. And where do you yeah. do that? You do that within Anchor or, or within uh, Spotify? I think I did it inside of like Apple Podcast Connect or, or whatever their okay. sort of like hosting platform is there. Yeah. Okay. Um, but, you know, I, I mean, at the end of the day, how did we go from a top, you know, 100 to a top five on Spotify's business? We never missed a week. We've been making podcasts. We have 27 episodes now that are live and we never missed a week. So however many, 20 weeks in a row now, 27 weeks in a row now. I also think there's something to be said about the fact that I think you know this too. A lot of podcasters stop after episode 10, episode 20, episode, like whatever, right? Like continue going. Um, so that's the second thing. Yep. And then the last thing would be like, what, what do you have that, I guess two more things. One, to my idea of like the TikTok live streams, like, do you have some sort of network? Do you have people that mm -hmm. already care about you over here? Are you on like, how can you bring those people in? And then, you know, the, the sort of last thing here is thinking about now, um, you know, for the podcast itself, how are you going to be able to keep these people coming back? on a weekly basis. Cause it's not just about the new listeners, right? But it's about the people that click the follow button are coming back now every Monday, right? How many tens of thousands of people? It's so crazy. Start their Monday mornings listening to rich habits. And so it's like, how do we keep these people fed? How yep. can we continue to provide them value while also hopefully monetizing against them at some point? But like, what are we doing to feed them, keep them coming back, build the community and give them what they need on a weekly basis? Yeah. And I, I think you make an incredible point that, you know, that is, you know, all the little tactics, having really good content <laughs> that people don't feel like they regret the 25 minutes that they listen to the show. You're going to get that listener again and you're going to get that not when a new p person comes in and you have a catalog of how many shows now, 20 plus you're going to get multiple listens from that one person that is coming mm -hmm. in into your your catalog now. 100%. The, the, the other thing that I think is important to note is how you initially reached out to Robert. It wasn't like anything where you were like, hey, let's build something big right now. It was like a, hey, let's just connect. And mm -hmm. I think you're really great. Like I feel like you and Christian, uh, you guys are great at building relationships in this creator world. So 
like I, that's a that's a key component too. The chemistry that you and you have, like how you complement each other. Are there any tips for if someone is like, hey, I don't think I can carry a show, or I like I, I'm very interested because I've definitely had that interest too. I'm like maybe it would be more fun to just have a partner to like do this show with. Then you can really get that rhythm and flow like you guys are. Or any tips around finding like a a, a partner that might complement your your educational show in any way? Yeah, I think I think at the end of the day, my purpose of wanting to start this podcast was not just like hey let's start a cool podcast but it was also like i want to learn from this guy yeah right i want to be able to ask him questions or bring different scenarios or different ideas present them in front of him and say hey here's where i'm at or here's where our listeners are at which also resonates with me right you're the guy that's got it all figured out like i want to learn from you and so i think what could be interesting for those listening that are thinking about starting a podcast or you know to your point, maybe you don't want to be the single person to run it. Is is there someone out there that one wants to perhaps because Robert again his his New Year's resolution was like I want to be one of these creators that can teach people and like show people the 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 ways that I've been able to generate this much wealth. And so, are there people in your network that you are curious that you you know would want to join you on a journey like that of not just learning what they want to be the teacher and they're not just teaching you, but they're also now teaching the hundreds, if not thousands of listeners now to a podcast that you all start together. I think what's really powerful to your point about the dynamic between us is again, um, I'm very, and it was kind of funny, dude, we, I had, we had to change the intro. So we had a specific intro for the first like five episodes that was like, you know, here's Robert, he's crushing it, it's got all this money, and I'm Austin, and I'm just figuring it all out, right? <laughs> yeah. We're actually, you and I both know, like, I got that dog in sometimes. <laughs> <laughs> right, I'm doing some cool shit. Um, and so, like, Robert was like, dude, I, and so yeah, my yeah. girlfriend, she's like, no, I was going to say that my, my girlfriend, too, she was like, babe, I, I think you need to, like, kind of brag on yourself a little bit here in this intro, because, like, you just say, like, you're this kid, but, like, You've, you've done some cool stuff. You know like, more you know, than most people about this industry. Yeah. Yeah. And so she's like, you need, and so Robert's like, yeah, man, like, don't get me wrong. Like, you know, you are figuring it out, but like, you got some stuff to brag on, dude. Like, yeah, let yeah, them know. Yeah. And I was like, all right. So we had to change the intro there a little bit. But at the end of the day, it really just comes down to like, what's that dynamic between the two of y'all? And like, how are you able to kind of bring that sort of dynamic, not just in a way to benefit yourself and them, um, but also your listeners? Yep. I love the, the kind of theme that you kind of keep saying without saying it. It's you're testing and iterating, testing and iterating. Okay, the intro, we got to tweak that a little bit. Like uh, it's not totally – I'm not fully aligned with it. Uh, let's switch it a little bit. Uh, the format, you know, let's try to do more current event type stuff. Mm, it doesn't really hit with us. Let's go back to what was working. And like that kind of like mindset of testing and iterating I think is so key. The other thing that I'm, I want to highlight is I feel like there's this – I don't know how popular this term is, but a buddy of mine uses this word a lot, and he he always admires like um, he calls them like frictionless creators, where it doesn't seem like like to go from idea to publish. There's not a lot that's in the way, and like from like crazy production, you know, like needing like a whole team to edit, like all this sound stuff of a, a producer. It feels like. You know, it's a remote interview. Um, you kind of have your format down. It's uh, you're you're in your house. You know, it's like it feels like you're able to go from idea to publish really quickly. So, can you tell me a little bit about the production process? 
Yeah, that's a, actually something I totally forgot about because it's something we're really excited about and something we're really proud of, right? So Dan's really, or I'm sorry, Robert is really good friends with a guy named Dan, Dan Fleshman, or Fleischman, I don't remember how to yep. say his name. But he's um, he, he's also a business podcaster and he's like number one to five on the Apple business charts at any time, but he's got a whole studio. He's interviewing Mark Cuban. He's interviewing Floyd Mayweather. He's interviewing Big, these awesome people, yeah. right? And he's crushing it. He's got employees and producers and edit. Like, bro's probably spending ten, twenty thousand dollars a month just on the production of this podcast. Like, we're spending a, a Riverside subscription, which is like I don't know, <laughs> forty bucks a month. And I think it's twenty nine ninety nine. Yeah, honest, man. I mean, use, use my link. Use my link, not Austin's. <laughs> Dude, I love Riverside. I was just at a uh, podcast movement in Denver, and the, the Riverside was there. I was like, I just want y'all to know, like, because of you guys, I am top five on you know Spotify business, and it's so fun. So, dude, couldn't be happier with Riverside. Uh, so yes, use I like, yeah, link. I. I highly recommend it as well. You can use Austin, so it's cool. Well, I'll, I'll send them a commission. <laughs> <laughs> but I will say here, right, right, the idea was, to your point, I think, it, you know, back to this idea of, like, how do we stay frictionless from a, from a creator perspective where if we do want to have some different ideas, we do want to, like, you know, A-B test on, you know, current events, Q&A, this or that, there's not much of a, you know, we, it's not a hierarchy of people that we have. Okay, well, let's run it through yeah. the executive producer. How does <laughs> you know, the editor think about that? What do you think about this and that? It's like, yeah, we'll just try it. And then we'll see if it works for a couple episodes. And if it doesn't, we'll go back to what we were doing because we own the podcast. We do what we want to do. And we're just filming this on some $64 microphones on Amazon on Riverside's $29 a month subscription service, right? It's what, a what's very... the microphone? You got to name the microphone when you say that. Oh my gosh, uh, Mayono, M-A-O-N-O. -O. I bought cool. it uh, three years ago, three and, and a half years ago. dollars. Yeah, dude, it was like sixty bucks. Sixty-four dollar mic for a top five business podcast on Spotify. It's crazy, bro. And uh, that, that's the thing. If anyone's listening right now, let me just like really rub your shoulders and like move you in the right direction of you don't need that $600 share microphone. You don't need the podcast producer. You don't need the studio. You don't need any of this stuff. All you need is an idea, a topic, and the patience of podcasting, right? You, you don't need all these other crazy things to go from zero to top five, right? It just, you don't need it. I mean, I, this is literally proof in the pudding that you don't need it. And so as long as you have the patience, back, back to what I was saying before, right? 27 episodes in, we had no real friction on the first, or no real traction rather, on the first seven or eight episodes. After about episode 10, we started seeing a couple thousand people listening. It was really encouraging. We got some people to hit us up in the DMs. And that's how we kind of came to that idea for the Q&A. But like, Stick to it. Use what you have around you. And to your point of being frictionless, pivot, A-B test, and go from you know, zero to one as quickly as possible and reiterate as, uh, as, as you see fit. Yeah, and you can always – I love the idea of starting, hey, what is like the most minimal setup we can do? Because you can always scale up from there. It's harder to scale down. Like don't worry about like you don't have like a fancy intro. You don't have like a, a theme song. You know, some people, oh, I need to wait to get like a – I don't think you do. I don't think you have any no, of that No, I have stuff. no it's songs. Like, I like, use a Google Doc where I write my intro <laughs> yeah. and I, I read the same intro the first yeah. you know, 45 seconds. Like, dude, it's, it's just so banger content. Key. Yeah, yeah, I dude, I love that. I mean, I think you're low key one of the most well-rounded creators that that's out. Like on on the educational side, like from from the shorts to kind of mastering your, finding your format there, from the newsletter finding your format uh, to go for it, it, it's hard to go from shorts to long form. I'm I'm curious, and you, you're 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 
showing that you can master that as well. I'm curious, this is a theory that I've started to kind of think about more recently because obviously I'm, I'm looking to grow this show. Took a little break this summer because, you know, it was the summertime and I was just like, I was just kind of like figuring out like kind of where I want to put my energy with the show. Um, but we're, 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 we're getting back into it now. Um, I had this like idea and I'm curious because you guys kind of prove it to be true. I'm like, one of the best ways to have a popular podcast is to be popular already <laughs> like like it's so much easier right like and, and i'm thinking in the world of short form content um it's really hard to like like no one really understands like a spotify algorithm like you're you're one of the people that is i'm talk that i've ever talked to that kind of like seems like you've tapped into something over there more than anyone else I, which which i don't even know if you'd be like i don't even know how to coach you how to do it. it just it just kind of like serendipitously happened um um I'm curious how you feel about that. Like, and, and just to button it up is I'm like, is it make, does it make more sense for me to really go hard on blowing up the shorts channels? than like what you're doing, then look at strategies to bring that world into the podcast instead of trying to like go all in on the podcast, which is long format. It's harder to get people to buy in from the jump. It's harder to get like, tap into an algorithm. I'm curious what your thinking is on that. I would not depend on the algorithm whatsoever, right? That's not anything yeah. I understand or even thought was a thing. I had no idea that Spotify yeah. recommended podcasts to people. Um, so that was never part of the playbook. The playbook was always, we are popular on TikTok and Instagram. How can we lean, lean into that existing popularity via these live streams to drive people to go listen to our podcast as well? Yeah. So to your point, yeah, man. And now it doesn't have to be short. It might be a newsletter. It might be a blog. It might be, you know, something else that you've already got going on a whole, whole YouTube channel. But I a hundred percent agree with that you know, idea of be popular already to have a popular podcast. <laughs> we just saw what, you know, Bobby, how do you even say, I don't even know how to say her last yeah, name. But yeah, like, exactly. She, she, I'm not saying she was popular already on TikTok, but Drake's popular. You no, get well, Drake she, on, you know what I'm no, saying? Like, no, she was popular. She had millions. She had millions of followers. Oh, really? And yeah, she had millions of followers already on TikTok. My wife followed her. She was like, she was like, yeah, my, um, this like mommy TikToker like has Drake on her show. I'm like, no, like it was, it was like, no, and she's been following her before, before that. So that's sort of my, yeah, my thinking on it. I'm like, because there's more of like a understanding around like, all right, how to make shorts. It's, it's way e more, it's much more clearer to like how to get in front of a new audience when it comes to short form content. And, you know, finding a way to tap into that then like you're doing, which I think is probably the biggest contributor to the success of your show is that TikTok live stream, which I, mm -hmm. I haven't heard mm -hmm. that before. When you're doing that show, how are you plugging the podcast? Are About you, is every there like 10 to 15 logo minutes, right? You're, you're, yeah, okay, no, you're, no, 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 no. So uh, we've got um, a woman named Allie who's like a moderator in the chat. And so like yeah. if people like say inappropriate things, she'll kick them out. Uh, but as she's like moderating the chat, she'll also like drop in like Austin and Robert's podcast, Rich Habits, go listen on Spotify, like in the chat continuously. But then about every 10 or 15 minutes, like between questions, like, by the way, guys, just to remind everyone here, we got a podcast. And we yeah, are always yeah, talking yeah. about business, finance, and mindset on that podcast. If you like the dynamic, go listen to it. Link in both of our bios. It's called Rich Habits. Every Monday morning, we come out with a new episode, 20 to 25 minutes tops. Like, you guys are going to love it. That little plug right there, just continually for that you know hour and a half long, it's, it's thousands of new weekly listeners.
Okay. Okay. I like it. I like it. Um, interesting. Interesting. I like it. My, my, my brain is buzzing with ideas right now. Um, okay. So th now the next thing would be, so you're on board with that. Like maybe, maybe my strategy to grow the show is like, yo, Tom, maybe do a sprint for a couple of months and really blow the short. Cause right now when you're building, this is what I feel like I'm doing. I'm building a bunch of little walls. Mm -hmm. I'm not building one big wall, <laughs> right? Like, and I feel like if I'm going to focus in one thing, which it seems like you did, um, you know, you, you did the shorts, uh, you built up that channel, then you built up the relationships, then you kind of leveraged that into the long form for the newsletter. And you tested some other podcast formats too. And I think you really hit your stride with this one. Oh, mm -hmm. this is a quick question. Uh, the newsletter, how many, do you, how, how much, cause it, uh, how, how do you think that's contributed to the pocket? Not at all. No, no, not at all. No. Um, I think I maybe mentioned it once or twice in the newsletter. It's uh, it's not something that because the thing is here too, right? It's like the newsletter is very. Uh, the, it might be for I, people that know. Yeah, I thought like the it, newsletter it, people the, already like like if you read my newsletter, you already know. You're more in about. the in the world, okay? So it's because the podcast is more for like people wanting to learn these rich habits. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. The newsletter is for people that have the rich habits. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> hundred percent. Um, and I think what's really interesting, right. And I was listening to one of these like 50 or 60 minute long presentations coming back to Alex Ramosi, just the genius he is. Yeah. Um, he was talking about entrepreneurship and, and the compounding of, of time and energy and focus. And I've seen that a lot of creators over the last three years of just observing and working alongside cool people, including myself, I fall victim to this all the time. I'll have a new idea. I'll jumpstart it. I'll launch it. It's cool. It monetizes a little bit. And then, ooh, new shiny object. I'll have a new idea. I'll jumpstart it. I monetize it. It's the craziest it. It's really cool. thing, bro. <laughs> new, new shiny object, right? And I just, uh, creators, I feel like we always just ask creators who want to do that. We're in actuality. It's like, wait a second, y'all. If I didn't spend, you know, the two to three hours a week I do trying to, uh, you know, get back to people on Twitter, if I didn't spend my, you know, this or that on these other platforms, I went all in on the newsletter. I guarantee my newsletter would be a three to five hundred thousand dollar a year business. Guarantee, like it would. I just know it. I yeah, know it yeah. would. And so it's like, but unfortunately, we don't have the time, energy, focus to do that. So it's like, let's just kind of have that as the side thing and here and there. But what I'm saying to you here, Tom, is like, if you identify something that you want to do and really give it time, I think. I think as a creator. I, I'm really not patient sometimes. I'm like, oh man, I only got 3,000 you know, views on this or I only yeah, got 30,000 yeah, views on this or 2,000 likes or whatever. It's like time for the next one. Let me try again. Let me try again. Let me try again. And I think like as creators, if we can take a zoom out and just think like, I'm going to post a video every single day to TikTok for nine months. I'm not even going to worry about it. I'm not going to worry about the comments, the likes, the shares. I'm just going to be continual, try and provide value for nine months straight and see where I am. I'm going to post a new weekly episode to a podcast called Rich Habits for 27 weeks. I'm going to see where we're at, right? Yep. I'm, I'm going to you know, make a newsletter three times a week versus you know, one or four times a week versus one um, for nine months and see where we're at, right? It's like commit to doing something really cool and then just grind it out for nine months. And then after that nine-month period, then you take a step back and say, was this right? 
did it work? If not, let's try and learn, reiterate, and like, how can I take my learnings and do something else? And I think we're still compounding that out right now with the podcast, right? We're at week 27. Hopefully we'll get to week 52 without any interruptions. Like we're halfway through the year, right? Um, and we'll see where we're at in the next six months and I'll report back and I'll hop back on the, you know, this podcast and we'll talk more about it, bro. But Amazing. I think that's a really big learning as a creator that I've, I've learned over the last couple of years is like, find something that you're really passionate about double down on it, create some crazy shit for a nine months, six to nine months easily, and then come back and say, did this work or not? Versus, oh, let's do this for six weeks, let's do this for four, let's do this for 12, let's yep. do this for you know four months or whatever. And it's fun because as creators, we're smart. We know how to get those early likes, you know how to get those early views, that, that early money of monetization of the brand deals, right? It gets us excited as like we're building and we're, we're actually doing more things. But more tentacles is not always a good thing. Sometimes a good thing might just be having one big mountain of something that's been compounding on itself for the last six to nine, 12 months that yep. will continue to compound on itself for the next two to three years. And then you can leverage that into the next project. You can say, all right, how do we use this to then make it much easier to then build a podcast on top of this? We have this good faith built up with our TikTok following. Now, we can see if because it's hard, dude. It's like I know the a big challenge for people building podcasts are it's a very different type of format to engage with than a short on TikTok, right? Like it's a whole different app to get people to come over to this one. Like I've talked to people that have some of the like that work with some of the biggest podcasts in the world, and like they they're like, yo, we don't really know exactly how to get people like it's like kind of a mystery to most people um the whole thing is like to market within the 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 platform that people are already consuming on so one of what's known to be one of the better ways is to promote your podcast on as an ad on someone else's podcast because they don't have to leave the app to then go subscribe where tiktok you're it's like a whole different format then go over so it's so impressive what it just shows the goodwill and like the um, the the connection that you actually have with your and you've been able to build real audiences on short form platforms. But most people say like you really can't do. You're able to do that, then leverage it into another platform. Real quick, let's talk monetization. Um, what is your thinking on that? So, are you thinking uh, sponsors? Are you thinking digital products, or a little bit of both? You're gonna play around. Um, I think a little bit of both, right? So right now, um, we're averaging around two to $3,000 a month with, uh, the span, the Spotify ad network, right? The automated ads that just kind of drop in there. Okay. Uh, that should probably double by the end of the year, assuming that we're also able to move over to megaphone, which is something we're really excited about here in the coming weeks. So let's call that a conservative $5,000 a month by the end of the year. Um, from an ad read perspective, you know, we've worked with a couple of ETF companies, we've worked with Masterworks, we worked with public.com. So I'm, I'm hoping that happens and continues to move in the right direction. We'd love if you're listening right now and you're like a fintech or something and you're trying to like talk to anyone between the ages of like 35 and 50, which is like our bread and butter listener right now. 
and you have a product, you want to talk to them and you're like finance focused, let me know. We would love to have someone come in and like, quote unquote, like own the Rich Habits podcast, right? It's like this episode of the Rich Habits podcast, aka public.com or like master, you know, whatever those like cool things are. So if you're listening, that'd be cool. But we'd love something like that to be, be very continuous with our host read ads in that way and just have that one person that just like wants to bet on us in the long term. And then lastly, uh, from the digital product perspective, we are just now wrapping up something called the Rich Habits podcast, Wealth Building blueprint it's going to cost forty dollars it's a video course four modules uh it's pretty cool we price it at one dollar per minute so it's 40 minutes long so 50 cents per minute from each myself and robert and we talk about four different things we talk about earning more money through side hustles paying off your debt so debt snowball debt avalanche uh repairing and building your credit score and investing for retirement four things everyone should know about and that's gonna gonna sell like hot Dude, I'm cakes. so pumped. Like none of these fake guru, like nine ninety nine, two thousand dollar, like course mastermind. Like fuck that, screw that. Or, yeah. I don't know if I can cuss here, but screw no, that. No, you can, you can, you can. I know. I love the passion and the enthusiasm around that. That's a really good concept. That's a great price point. When, when is that going to be available? Uh, should be available by mid September. Uh, okay. We have wrapped it up. Uh, we used an awesome, you know, media company to help us film it and edit it, and you know, really package it. Um, it, it. We're really excited about it. So yeah, mid September. So where now? Where can everyone listen to the show and get that if they're interested? Um, so it'll definitely be in the show notes of every episode that once it's once it's live. So just click any episode of the Rich Habits podcast, and you'll see it in the show notes or the description. However, you want to describe it there, but. Um. Yeah, we are on Spotify and Apple and YouTube. You know, I'm just playing. But yeah, let's take on Spotify. <laughs> That'd be great. Amazing, amazing. Yeah, go listen to Spotify to help help get him in front of the the other people that are, might be in the top five right now. Austin, thank you so much for coming on the show. Um, uh, it's always a treat getting you on. I, I'm telling you, it's such a well-rounded thinker in the creator space. Uh, so connected, so smart and bright. Uh, go check out Austin's stuff. Um, man, thanks for coming on the show. Thanks again, Tom.